0: Welcome to episode 103 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. If you haven't heard, around here, we're celebrating that we hit 100 episodes of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. Pretty incredible. So currently, we're doing some replays. We're sharing six of the most popular episodes, the ones that so many of you loved. Today, you're going to be hearing one of those replays. And I've mentioned this before, but even if you listen to these popular episodes before, I still encourage you to listen again. You never know what you might catch in these replays. Today's replay is episode 80 from July of 2021. This one made the replay list based off of feedback from so many of you. Many of you loved and appreciated this episode, so I know adding this to the replay list will only mean that it could potentially help so many more shopkeepers. This is one thing that I said in the episode. My intention for this episode is to help you move slow selling items and make strategic decisions around those items so you can max. Maximize profit and keep your store fresh for customers. I wanted to say this again because it's so important. This episode is so important for retailers. With surcharges, freight increases, inflation, and everything else going on with supply chain issues, we are all paying more for products. Period. It is the way it is. I want to break the bad habit of those retailers who feel their customers will only shop with them if they host a sale. Or the retailer who feels guilty for pricing their products where the Price means profit. There's so much more mindset work on this topic, and I can't cover it all in one episode, but in episode 80, I think I truly helped some of the roadblocks with both pricing and discounting. As we look to 2022, please, please listen to this episode and protect your margins. I promise doing so does not mean that you're being a bad retailer or that you still can't serve your customers well. I promise you can still serve your customers well and be an amazing, incredible retailer at the same time. Thank you so much for supporting the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. By listening, writing all the reviews you've written, cheering me along the way, I would not have made it to 100 episodes without all of you. So if you're ready, here's the replay of episode 80 Welcome to episode 80 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast, The Dead Inventory Scale, How to Make Decisions Around Stale Inventory. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. Before I get started on this episode today, I'm going to share something with you that I've been working on personally, and I'm going to share it because I like accountability, and I feel like if I speak it out loud to all of you, it's going to make me work harder. So I am going on to 60 days, 6-0, 60 days of hitting 10,000 steps on my Fitbit. And I'm in competition with my husband. He is also at 60 days. So I've been feeling a little under the weather. I almost dropped the ball yesterday. And I will give him credit. He actually nudged me and convinced, not convinced me, maybe he did, to go walking yesterday And I could have easily just dropped it at around 6,000 steps. Like I was done for the day, ready to go to bed, not feeling 100%. And I went out and I walked. So I'll give him credit for that. But the challenge is on. So I went out this morning, did the same thing. I'm on a mission. So I will report back to you maybe in about a month, in four more episodes, and let you know how that's going. My health and fitness became a priority, especially towards probably spring this year, and I'm really working hard at it. And I know some of you try to do the same thing, so I thought I'd share it here. I'll keep you posted. So my intention for this episode is to help you move slow-selling items and make strategic decisions around those items so you can maximize profit and keep your store fresh for customers. I'm gonna say it one more time. My intention for this episode And I'm saying it one more time because I know sometimes we're multitasking, and this is really important. I want you to hear what the intention is for this episode. My intention for this episode is to help you move slow-selling items and make strategic decisions around those items so you can maximize profit and keep your store fresh for customers. First, I want to start off with a shopkeeper shout-out. This was a five-star review titled, A Wealth of Information! The reviewer said this podcast shares so much information all for free. I'm a new brick and mortar store owner, and she put in parentheses six months and strive to learn all that I can. The savvy shopkeeper gives an insight from those who are in the same boat as me, a priceless value. Thank you. And it was signed off by at yellow tulip design. And I realized As I was getting ready to record this episode that Lexi, who owns Yellow Tulip Design, just joined us in Master Shopkeepers. We just recently closed it to new members, but she is one of our new members. So Lexi, thank you. I appreciate it. I just put two and two together. I'm so happy you joined us in Master Shopkeepers, and I hope you find even more value there. Shopkeepers across the country are expanding and opening up new locations by partnering with Honeycomb. Forward-thinking entrepreneurs like you that created your business for your consumers are unlocking much needed funding by allowing your community and super fans to invest directly into your growth. To learn more about how community capital can help you open your next location while embracing your ability to market your brand and increase consumer engagement, visit honeycombcredit.com brand that's honeycomb credit.com slash brand. So let's move on. If you feel like an area in your store or some items are looking tired in your store, then most likely your regular customers are noticing this too. You know, the customers who pop in on a regular basis, maybe stop in every week, maybe every few days. I I don't know what the routine is of your customers. Everyone's going to be different. But they stop in regularly because they really enjoy shopping at your store. But if your merchandise is stale, this could become a problem. Now, the first thing that I want to mention is, you know, normally we kind of have an idea what's stale and what's old, but if you have an inventory reporting system or a point of sale system or an inventory program that'll generate a dead inventory report, those are really helpful. So at my own store, we use Shopventory, and we'll link it in the show notes. And what I appreciate in Shopventory is one of the reports is a debt inventory report. I think it defaults to 90 days. Oftentimes, we don't think something has been around as long as it has. But again, I say this all the time, when you run the report, you can be enlightened. So I wanted to make sure I mentioned that. And you can run the report for 180 days, six months, a year. It's up to you. And I'm not saying that everything in your store that's 90 days old needs to go. So for instance, there might be a category or product line or multiple product lines that you wouldn't include in this report. And that's okay. You know your business better than I do. But I want to make sure that all retailers are paying attention to the age of their merchandise. Before I get started, if getting rid of stale merchandise makes you feel icky, I can't tell you how many times I've heard that, or there's fear around this topic, please go listen to episode 39. We will link that in the show notes as well. But if you go into any of the podcast apps, we, my team, we always start off each episode with a number. so you know right away, I want you to go to episode 39 and listen to that if getting rid of old merchandise makes you uncomfortable. Your mind has to be in the right place if you want to do this effectively. So work on your mind first, then move on to getting rid of stale merchandise. I would say listen to episode 39, then come listen to this episode, which is number 80. I personally approach slow-moving items through a strategic decision-making process. I know, it sounds so formal. It's really just a system, and you all know how much I love a good system. So I thought I would share that with you today in the episode. So let's go ahead and get started on how to get rid of the slugs. I'm calling them the slugs because that's where we're going to end up with the things that just don't go no matter what. (laughs) What I'm trying to describe here is a decision process around dead inventory or the things that you notice that are moving slowly. Everyone does this differently, but I like to look at slow moving inventory in stages. Stage one, stage two, and stage three. Ending with stage three, which is the items, those are going to be the items that don't sell no matter what you do. Okay, so let's start with stage one. I'm gonna call this the don't you dare discount it stage. Stage one is not about discounting. These items are decent sellers or maybe slowish sellers, and they might sell again next season. So you can pack it up or re merchandise it. And those are my tips for stage one. The first one is particularly for holiday merchandise. I like to ask myself is it kind of a classic look? Is it timeless or is it super trendy? And if it's timeless and classic, or a decent seller, but maybe we just had too many, I ask myself, will it sell again next holiday season? And not everyone agrees with me on this. Some of you might be cringing, like, no, don't do this, but it actually works really well for us. Some retailers might scoff at the idea, but again, you might wanna give it a try. We get new customers every year, you know, customers that we didn't have the holiday season before, And because we choose, tend to choose items that are a little more timeless and not so trendy, I know I can pack up maybe one box of items and store them in our basement, which is our storage area, and bring them up next holiday season, and it'll be fine. Again, the instances where I've done this is like if we've overbought, maybe just too many in quantity. And I want to mention that we actually did this maybe three holidays ago, three like Christmas seasons ago. And we overbought that season, but we had some great items. We just didn't have enough foot traffic coming in. So we boxed those items up. We brought them back up two holiday seasons ago. And I'd say at least we were pleasantly surprised 90 to 95% of it sold. So do not assume that your customers will remember it or that they'll judge you for it. Just keep that in mind. it goes back to mindset again. Okay, number two is can we do something else with the items? For instance, can we add some greenery to it for a new season? If it's a glass item, can it be etched? Like can you can you etch it yourself or can you take it to a local glass etcher? The point here is get creative with it. Can you add a bow, a seasonal bow? Like there's so many things that you can do to change up an item. And I specifically am talking about home decor, but I guess, just apply this to whatever your business model is. How can you make it more appealing? We recently had the cutest little hobnail candlestick votive holders in our store. And we had a lot of them. Gosh, I want to say it was like 30. So after our Mother's Day succulent bar event, we hosted this little succulent bar event. And it's cool because the kids come in and they make little planters for their mom. But anyhow, We had leftover succulents, so I decided instead of pitching the succulents, I would put them in each of these little hobnail candlestick votive holders. And I can't tell you how effective that was. We've sold way more of those little hobnail pieces than we ever would have without putting the succulents in it. And then for each one that they received, I just designed a little Succulent care card and printed it on cardstock, and everyone who purchased one gets this little care card because everyone's afraid of succulent. Not everyone. Bren, if you're listening, you're not afraid. You own a plant store, and some of you um, who have the plant stores, bless you. But uh, it's just a little added touch. I didn't change the price on the candlestick votive holder, but it helped them sell. So it was a win win. Okay, the next one is can you re merchandise it? This is so effective. Do not Underestimate the power of re-merchandising in your store or at your booth at a market or at your booth if you're in a vendor mall. Constantly refresh your store even if it's with the same merchandise. At least try it. Try it once or twice. My sister used to laugh at me because we would participate in out like an outdoor market event or we even did indoor ones. And she would laugh at me because every hour I was re-merchandising. But then we would laugh because something that sat there for hours would sell within five minutes after I re it. So do not underestimate the power of remerchandising. Move a collection around, move the entire store around when you can. And I understand not everyone has time for that. But just consider it. So that was stage one. That was the, what did I call it? The don't you dare discount it. (laughs) And that's just me protecting your profit margin. And hopefully you start protecting your profit margin too. I'm so excited to announce that Tundra is the official signature sponsor of the 2021 Savvy Shopkeeper Retreat. Tundra is an online wholesale marketplace for retailers and suppliers. What I really like about Tundra is that they eliminate transaction fees and markups. As a result, Tundra empowers us, both buyers and suppliers, to keep reinvesting in ourselves. As a store owner myself, I appreciate that ordering from Tundra keeps my store fresh with new, novel, and seasonal products. And if you didn't know, Tundra also offers a pro membership, so you save even more with free shipping site-wide. Ordering on Tundra saves us, retailers, time. We have one wholesale account to access thousands of brands and more than 1 million products. I'd like to give a special thank you to Tundra for sponsoring the Savvy Shopkeeper Retreat, an educational experience retailers won't forget in 2021. To learn more about Tundra, visit SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash Tundra. That's T like Tom, U-N-D-R-A. And to learn more about the upcoming retreat, visit SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash retreat. So stage two is the get creative stage. This is where maybe you start to lightly discount or and or have a little fun and get creative with selling the items. So the first suggestion I have in this stage is can you create a bundle? Can you pair it with something to create a package of items, and maybe discount it by 5%. You'll see a pattern here with what I'm recommending, which is not to discount heavily immediately. I want you to discount as a last resort. So sometimes bundling is simply offering a solution to your customer. It might be a gift basket, so that makes it easy for them just to grab it. It's wrapped, it has a pretty bow on it. Maybe it's a complete paint kit if you sell paint in your store. That way your customer can just buy the whole bundle, go to work and get started on their project immediately. The key here is, even if they say 5%, they appreciate it, but you know what they appreciate more is that you're saving them time. Our customers will buy brushes from us in addition to the paint, Part of it is because they trust our opinion about the paintbrushes, but also because it's one less stop they have to make, they can just go right home and get started on their furniture project. So bundle for convenience, convenience for your customer. The next tip I have in this stage is, or the question I ask myself is, is it time to get creative? And there are group members in both the lab and master shopkeepers who share so many creative ideas for getting rid of inventory in the groups. Just really creative. They're always sharing something new and inspiring. And I love how scrappy they get and how much they share. But one fun idea that has come up in our groups is to create mystery or surprise bags. You can bundle items, maybe from the same category. Like if you have a baby category in your store, bundle a bunch of baby items up put them in a bag, discount it, and then see how quickly you can move those items. Other store owners in the groups have said how excited their customers get. Even though they can't see what's in the bag, it's almost like that FOMO. They have this fear of missing out and the discount is almost too good to pass up. So I think that could be really fun, thinking creatively around how to get rid of those items. And then the last stage is stage three, and I call, it this, I call it the burn and turn stage. Do what you have to do just to get rid of these slugs. So the first tip I have here is to ask yourself, is it time for a big clearance sale? If the item is still crawling at a snail's pace or not selling at all, even when you've tried the other tips I've suggested, now you might wanna start considering a heavy discount, 40%, 50%. Or is it something that could go directly into your Facebook Live clearance sale box? I think I've talked about hosting a Facebook Live clearance sale here, and I definitely have a full video lesson, tools, tips in the shopkeeper's lab on hosting a Facebook Live clearance sale without using special software. So if you're interested in that and you're a lab member, make sure you go watch that video lesson. Personally, I only do this once or twice per year in our store, the store I have with my sister. And I'm sure I've talked about this before. We make it a rare occurrence. So our customers really enjoy it. And man, they show up because they know we don't do this often and they know we're giving 50% off. So don't be afraid to host a big clearance sale to get a cash injection so you can get fresh merchandise in your store. I think that's the, the best part of that. I know we've hosted Facebook Live clearance sales that have generated two and $3,000. And I know of some of our group members who have done Facebook Live clearance sales and generated $5,000. So imagine what that could do in terms of a buying budget to at least get some new merchandise in your store. The next tip that I have in the burn and turn category is to ask yourself, is it time to liquidate? Like, have you done everything, including a Facebook Live clearance sale or some type of in-store big clearance sale? and it still didn't go, this is the time that maybe it's time to like send those items to Facebook Marketplace, add it to a pile for gift basket donations. I've also heard some retailers take their items to a consignment shop or liquidate them through an auction site. Of course, this is one of the last resorts, but it is an option too. At least you can get something out of it, whether it's a tax deduction for the donation, or whether it's, you know, maybe 30 cents on the dollar, 25 cents on the dollar. At that point, I think it's better than nothing. It's better than sitting on your in your storage room where maybe you don't have a lot of room already. Get it out. And then the last tip I have in this stage is I mean, has it really reached pure dud level? If it's a true dud and you, everything you've tried hasn't worked, go ahead and donate it. Take it to the Salvation Army. Take it to any charity place that will accept it. Make sure you get a paper receipt so that you can document it and write it off. It's time to let it go. So when you start the process of moving old and stale merchandise, don't skip directly to stage three. I think that's the point As there's stage one and stage two. Start asking yourself the questions at stage one. This way, you're giving yourself the opportunity to get the most profit possible from those items. As you go through the stages, you'll start to discount, and then at some point, you'll want to get rid of the merchandise. You're just going to want to get rid of it. I know many of you feel there's a stigma around clearancing or marking down merchandise. You don't want to have the perception or the reputation of being a discount store. I completely get it. But another point to this episode is to let you know that you can do these things without hurting your brand, especially if you make it a rare occurrence Or you make it fun. I promise, have fun with it and protect your margins the best you can. If you want to see the show notes to this episode or find links to anything I mentioned, visit my blog at savvyshopkeeper.com forward slash 80. And if you have other suggestions for clearing out dead or stale inventory, I'd actually love to hear it. Maybe I can do a part two to this episode. If you DM me on Instagram, my username is at Savvy Shopkeeper. And you know, if you've sent me a message through um, Instagram, I reply to all of them. I also reply to all emails. And if you find this podcast helpful, please share it or take just a few minutes to leave a rating and a review. I sincerely appreciate it. Until the next episode, be savvy and boss up.